Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. Okay, you're listening to 91.3 Lagos Talks. Time for State of the Nation with Emmanuel Odeyemi. I've got Ayo Adio as well, the usual suspect. Ayo joins me via Zoom. Ayo, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, good to have you. Good to have you. I hope um, you're enjoying the change in, in the weather. Well, I mean, not like I have a choice, do I? <laughs> I mean, I've been someone who's been looking forward to the rainy season for for the most part of uh, January and the early part of February. So um, I'm I'm one of those who, who is just happy to see the rains pour. <laughs> I mean, it's been extremely hot in the last couple of weeks. So I think this brings some relief Absolutely. Um, to a lot of people. Absolutely. Good to have you again on State of the Nation. We have our people also joining our X space. So if you're listening right now and you want to join the conversation, there's room for that on X, formerly Twitter. The space is live. So do well to tell someone to join the conversation. You could just do well to as well RT or retweet or repost the the X space happening right now. Emmanuel uh, has done justice to some of the talking points today. Hopefully he joins us at some point, but um, uh, we're going to make do with what we have. Ayo adieu. The usual suspect is with us live on State of the Nation. I mean, uh, a lot of places to begin from, but let's begin from um, what is happening as far as uh, the state police situation is concerned. Uh, clamors for state police here and there. Uh, perhaps the umpteenth time that this is coming to the fore. The bill that is seeking to transfer police from the exclusive legitimate or legislative list to the concurrent legislative list effectively empowering states to have um state controlled policing so from my knowledge in government back in the day exclusive lists are things that uh, the executive uh, pretty much execute uh, the concurrent list on the other hand are aspects that um, can be Get, can have some input from the executive as well as the state. Correct, Adio? Um, I hope I'm correct with that. I hope uh, yeah. they, they didn't waste money on my on my <laughs> government back in the day. Um, so the state police bill scales second reading at the House of Representatives. But this bill, like I said, is establishing uh, or is, is for the establishment of state police passed. Uh, and that's past the second reading in the House of Representatives on Tuesday, that's today, after a lengthy debate has been on and off for a while. The bill sponsored by the Deputy Speaker Ben Kalu and 14 others aims to amend the 1999 Constitution by removing police from the exclusive legislative list and adding it to the concurrent list. It seeks to transfer police from the exclusive legislative list to the concurrent uh, legislative lists effectively empowering states to have state-controlled policing uh, it proposes 16 alterations to the constitution 
and introduces a comprehensive framework to ensure cohesion, accountability, and uniform standards between the federal police and the state police. Now, the bill also seeks to establish state uh, police service commissions uh, as distinct from the federal police service commission with clearly defined roles and jurisdictions. Additionally, it seeks to allow the federal government to provide grants and aids to states to support the establishment of a police force for each state. Um, to, to what level is this a step in any direction? Now, what direction would you say this, this is headed, um, Ayo? So, I mean, to be honest, we, we have to take um, a bird's eye view um, in analyzing this. Because first of all, we can all admit that we have a policing problem in Nigeria. That um, so many communities across the country are grossly under-policed. And even the places that are policed are poorly policed because the capacity... Um, of the Nigerian police force to respond effectively, you know, to crime and criminality has been greatly degraded, you know, such that, you know, we are unable to effectively maintain peace and security in many places across the country. Um, so that is a given. Um, and to that extent, you know, many have argued that, you know, for us to effectively deal with insecurity, particularly banditry, and um, terrorism, you know, in many communities across Nigeria, we must have some level of local policing. Um, and in fact, local policing is, you know, um, an important strata of a federal system of government, where in most federal system of governments, you have a national police, you have a state police, and to a very large extent, you have community policing. Now, these are given, and I, and I agree with many of these um, arguments. I have actually um, proposed and argued in favor um, of many of these provisions. However, I think it is also important that, you know, our people say, mm. um, it's important that we do not replicate the mistakes that have been made with the federal police at a local level. And the manner in which we are going about this so-called constitutional amendment to ensure state policing um, clearly points to the fact that we're likely to make the same kind of mistake that has been made at the federal level. I think first we must define what our police should be. Currently, again, I've argued that the Nigerian police force is set up as a colonial relic, which means our police still has a hangover um, of, of the colonial government where the police was set up to protect the interests of the white elites and the colonial government and essentially oppressed the Nigerian people in service of the colonial government. Unfortunately, what has happened since 1960 is that since the colonialists left office and you know the Nigerian elite took over public office, um, the police simply have continued to do what um, was done during you know, the colonial era, which is to oppress mm. citizens in favor of those in power. So that means that for any state or local policing to work, we must redefine what the duties and responsibility 
of the Nigerian police force should look like, which is a police that serves their community and a police that is primarily responsible for the protection of life and property. It is important to ensure that we define and build the police force in line with that objective. The second, of course, is that if we're going to have an effective local police structure, it means that there must be an effective local funding to ensure the sustainability of effective policing at local level. That means that the situation wherein governors continue to hijack funds from local governments, a situation where local governments have little or no supervision in terms of their budgetary implementations and yeah. the appropriation of their funding, has to change fundamentally. It means that we must ensure that local governments have adequate funding and we must ensure that we have our binoculars on how those funds are being spent so that we are confident that these local governments have the ability to effectively fund the activities um, of the community police. The third and most critical, of course, is that we must strengthen our institutions of restraint. And what I mean is this. You cannot have effective state policing if the police will be in total control of state political actors who wield them against public dissent or against opposition politicians. Currently, as we speak, I can guarantee you 100% that if you allow many of the governors in Nigeria today to control the policing in their state, what will happen is that we will stifle free speech, we will criminalize dissent, and opposition will completely go into hiding. You essentially are going to have a police state in many states across the country. And that is largely because we have not developed institutions of restraint that will ensure that the powers of the governors are not abused in the use of the police force that are under his jurisdiction. So I think it is critical for us to address these three issues before we make that plunge into setting up state and local policing structures, which is we must redefine what the policeman is. We must sort out the funding of the local and state police structures. And we must ensure that the local uh, and that the local and state police structures are accountable to the people and not Mr. Governor himself. So except we do these things, will be defeating the purpose of why we are trying to expand policing to the local mm. communities and essentially replicate the problems that we have of policing at the federal structure yeah. as state and local government. Okay, I, I, a quick one now because I, I, I feel like, I mean, we've all spoken about this and we maybe a lot of us agree that we need to go in this direction. We need a state policing or local policing structure. Um, wouldn't it be a good idea to take a look at what obtains in other parts of the world where this has been implemented how are they how is it possible that uh, some of these fears that you have highlighted aren't particularly um a reality in these climbs you know you, you mentioned you know political actors capitalizing on the state policing apparatus and using that against the opposition and so on and so forth i mean in the u.s They've got over about 500,000 of them in personnel. 
Um, they have what they call uh, the sheriff's department. They have, you know, federal law enforcement agents. They have uh, state police departments and, and so on and so forth. There's even an element of democracy as far as picking the, uh, you know, sheriffs or district attorneys are concerned. Um, so, so do you think it's a time for us to take a look at what is, uh, has been pretty much a success in other climes and perhaps think of implementing it and also, of course, um, realizing that we are Nigerians and we have our peculiarities, but at the same time, there are some things that are just uh, bound to uh, promise huge success. So, so, so do you think this is a point where we begin to look at what has been a success in other parts of the world? I think you've just hit the bullseye here um, because you you rightly have pointed that in several communities, the sheriffs are appointed by local people, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and there is local funding to drive the activities of these sheriffs. Of course, there are first-line charge funding that come from the state <clears throat> and federal government that supports policing in these communities that have that do not require the intervention um, of political actors to access those funding. Those fundings are almost like first-line charge, and they are directly to the to the police institutions at the local and state level. Right. The second thing, and more importantly, is that the police structures are not answerable directly to the governor or the elected um, <clears throat> council chief. Um, usually, in some jurisdictions, you have a situation where the police are directly under the purview of the attorney general of the state, right, or the state attorney. Yeah. And the state attorney, again, in most states, um, you know, in Europe or in America, are actually also appointed, uh, sorry, are actually also elected into office. They conduct elections, and these state attorneys are elected into office. So they owe their office, you know, to the people who elected them. And that is why they work to serve the interests of the people who have elected them. So you see that they have somehow found a way to shield the police institutions um, from politicians who are always likely to abuse these institutions, no matter where you find yourself on the surface of the earth. Politicians are always bound to abuse things if you do not put um, you know, institutions and yeah. structures of restraints around them. So it's not, a, it's not peculiarly Nigerian. Um, it is human nature. If you don't ensure that there are strong institutions that moderate the powers of politicians you're always yeah. going to slip into abuse. And that's what they have done with their policing structure um, in many countries where they practice the federal yeah. system of government. And that's what I like to see here. And that's why I continue to emphasize that we cannot afford a police that is exclusively controlled by governors in Nigeria. I, I mean, I mean, um, we, can, we can perhaps deduce uh, or um, infer from what has obtained over time with... Um, the oversight duties of uh, what's it called now? I mean, because they want to implement this at the state level. You talk about the police service commission and how they have um, been able to maybe li not live up to expectation per se, but um, a lot of people will be so concerned with what they would do at the state level, considering what has obtained at the federal level. We've seen that they are there to serve as an oversight eye on what the police is doing and uh, maybe a lot of fears are quite valid as to what they would do at the state level 
because that's the job of the of the police service commission you know to ensure that um, the checks and balances being implemented at uh, as far as policing is concerned in Nigeria so um what 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 has been the lapse so far at the federal level and what can be corrected at the state level if this bill pulls through the police service commission have no powers no constitutional powers to reign the inspector general of police the inspector general of police is not answerable to the police service commission and cannot be disciplined by the police service commission now in that kind of situation if you replicate it on the state level you're essentially going to have the same problems you have at the federal level we want to have a policing system that are directly answerable to the people at least through the office um you know of the people's attorney which is the attorney general of the state now which means again again it means we must redefine the functions of an attorney general or a state attorney mm. because again in nigeria the attorney generals in many states are not attorney generals for the people they are almost like the lawyers of the governor right and they almost always serve the interests of the administration um, for which they're serving and we have to divorce that we need to have um attorneys um who are primarily um serving the interest of the state and the people right yeah. and except we have that it will be difficult you know for you to have a police institution um that would report to that kind of office so you see there, 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 there are a lot of there are a lot of reforms that need to take place right and i do not have all the answers from where i'm seated you know a lot of things still have to be debated yeah um a lot of things have to be refined but from where i'm sitting i can tell you categorically that for state and local policing um you know to have to avoid abuse of state and local policing there are lots of reforms mm. that need to take place because okay so that, for yeah. those reforms okay. are that you know, they are not exclusively under the control um of governors and political actors at the state level okay you're listening to state of the nation ayo has been with me so far looking at that police uh, state police um, drive at the house of representatives what are your thoughts we're on x right now we are streaming on X. There's a space going on right now. So if you want the mic, you could just indicate. I could just uh, give you a few seconds to join the conversation. We also have the usual channels available. 01515-1913. 01515-1913. And then you can call the hotline. It is 809 Zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. Ayo, um, is it a matter of them not being given the leeway to act constitutionally? And I'm talking about the uh, police service commission right now, because of course it's a civilian body. Um, it's a, it's an oversight body, mostly civilians, predominantly civilians, I must say. But according to the constitution, they are meant to have the power to appoint, promote, discipline, dismiss, you know, all officers of the Nigerian police force, except the Inspector General of Police. Um, so, is it until we have a case where even the IGP is subject to their oversight functions that we would have a truly effective police structure? 
Um, again, you see, this is the this is the problem that we usually have, where we 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 use language in a funny way, where we create avenues to abuse certain processes. Mm. Now, how many times have you had a situation where a police officer had to be referred to the police service commission for dismissal? How many times? Usually, the police officers, um, you know, are usually dismissed, you know, right from the IG's office or the office of the commissioner, you know, of police. Now, if you have a situation where a police service commission cannot rein in the IG of police, who is primarily responsible um, for the entire police force in the country, then you really and truly um, are simply a dog that cannot bite, or rather the proverbial dog that cannot bite. And that is why I continue to make the argument that, you know, it is not about having a police service commission or not that is the problem. It is who the head of the police service in Nigeria is answerable to and who controls the structure of the police um, in Nigeria. Now, except and until... Because now again in Nigeria, you continue to see the kind of abuses that citizens have to go through in the hands of policemen across the country. Every now and then, every IG comes into office and the first thing he says is that he's banning roadblocks. And two days later, those <laughs> you see roadblocks everywhere across the country. The IG always announces to you that they are going to withdraw policemen from VIPs. Two days later, you don't see that directive being obeyed. The reason is because of the structure of the Nigerian police and the disciplinary issues with the police force in Nigeria. And that can only that can only be solved if the police reports to an institution, a credible institution, uh, which is the office of the attorney general. Um, and at this time, after that office has been separated from the Ministry of Justice, that is the only time where you can have, you know, police officers and the institution of the police held culpable for many of the actions or inactions, um, you know, of their duties across the country. So it's a complex situation that, you know, we, don't, we cannot have all the answers as we speak. But of course, we know what exactly are the things that we must avoid. Right. And card it out to one of the things that we must avoid is the fact that you cannot have a police institution that does not have basic checks and balances. It will not work. It will be abused by politicians. It will be abused by high-ranking officers, just like it's happening currently in our country today. All right. Okay, so let's quickly um, jump on to some other stories. By the way, you can join the conversation. We want to open it as early as possible. We'll take a call very soon. But there's a message here on WhatsApp. And it says, uh, good evening, Mr. Kola Wole and... Mr. Ayo Adu, thoroughly enjoying the program. Please, why is, why is the National Assembly wasting their time on this bill that we all know won't fly? I just feel they want the people to see them like they are working when it's really obvious um, that they are just there doing nothing uh, but just enriching themselves. I'm no prophet of doom. Let them stop wasting their time on this police reform bill because... The majority of Nigerians are hungry and prices of commodities are skyrocketing by the day. My name is Ikenna. Uh, well done once again, Mr. Ayo, for uh, your on-point analysis. 
uh ikena okay i'm sure you're gonna have a hard time convincing um people that you are not a prophet of doom <laughs> anyway the premium times um has a report on a story i mean the fx crisis has been the major talking point for a lot of nigerians because it has now trickled down to the local level showing that we rely a lot on the u.s dollar and fx in general for something as little as feeding ourselves now it's biting hard right now and uh, a report here is giving some uh, um, perspective regarding what the CBN is up to and what the NSA's office is up to as far as this whole situation is concerned. The Office of the National Security Advisor has just released a statement below saying uh, it would be partnering with the CBN in arresting foreign exchange speculation in the country. A statement by Zakari Mijinyawa uh, the head of strategic communication at the Office of the National Security Advisor says the measure is part of efforts to restore sanity to the nation's foreign exchange market and stabilize the economy. Uh, the report is quite elaborate, though. It's a lengthy one. Time will not permit us to go through with every line in this report. But Ayo, I don't know if you've... Um, Taking a look at this, uh, what do you think about this whole clamp down on speculators and uh, what the CBN and NSA describe as people who are economic or institutions who are economic saboteurs? What do you think about this? You know, to be honest with you, I, I, I'd made a promise to myself not to debate these issues any longer. Um, with a lot of Nigerians, um, if you, I don't know if you saw the video. Um, where certain EFCC officers, you know, were trying to, I'm not sure whether they were trying to arrest um, BDC operators in Abuja. And you heard, you know, gunshots. Um, and I found that very embarrassing. And, and like I said, you know, I, I'm tired of having this debate and conversations with people. And of course, there's something called the idea trap, mm-hmm. wherein where people find themselves, you know, implementing bad ideas, um, they suddenly cannot get out of that trap and they try to solve, you know, the problems created by bad ideas by reinforcing other kinds of bad ideas. Um, we're in this country where people thought that cutting down trees and banning aboki FX was going to be the solution mm. um, to our FX problems or was going to be um, the magic bullet for our monetary policy. Um, I think we have to wake up and smell the coffee that we have fundamental macroeconomic challenges um, that if not addressed will see our currency continue to slid into oblivion um, at the moment we are not exporting enough let me even let me even paint how critical you know our situation is first of all we have a quota from OPEC, which allows us to produce uh, about 1.8, 1.9 million barrels of oil mm. per day. Yeah. And you know, of course, that you know our major source of foreign exchange is, is, is oil export, right? Now, unfortunately, at the moment, we're struggling um, to do 1.3 million barrels of oil per day. That means we're falling short of our 500,000 barrels of oil per day. That guarantees all that FX inflow. Exactly. So we're, we're short of our $500,000 barrels of oils per day. Now, add to that, we have actually also tied 
close to 300,000 barrels of oil per day on debt repayment um, by the previous administration. That means that at least about 300,000 barrels of oil per day, the monies do not come to us any longer. It, it goes into debt servicing um, that, that was tied by the previous administration. So essentially, we're now short of about 800,000 barrels of oil per day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, add that to the amount of theft happening in the Niger Delta um, by non-state actors. And then also now add to the fact that, remember, people think, people always assume that the entire, for instance, assuming we're producing 1.9 million barrels of oil per day, people think all of that money is accrued to the federal government. No, we have basic partnerships that many of those monies also go, um, you know, to to major oil companies who have strategic investments, you know, and all of that in our oil sector, right? So not all of those monies are actually accrued to the Nigerian government. So at the end of the day, my brother, at the end of the day, my brother, we currently are probably dealing with probably 400,000 barrels of oil per day that is accrued to the country. Mm. So in essence, close to a million a million barrels of oil per day, the revenue coming from a million barrels of oil per day, we are losing that either through theft, through lack of capacity to produce effectively, um, um, and through tying some of these productions to loans or loan repayments or debt mm. servicing. Mm. So essentially, we are not having enough inflow of dollars into our economy as we normally should have. At the last count, when we checked, it was about $3.5 billion, which is the lowest we have in almost two decades. So we have a fundamental problem. And the problem that we have is a supply-side problem. And this idea that you are going to fix a supply-side problem by trying to chase down BDC operators or by trying to criminalize all sorts of other people doing all sorts of um, you know, um, activities... It's just pure wishful thinking and a waste of our entire effort. If we do not fix these fundamentals, my brother, I can assure you, the only thing that is assured yeah. as that the moon will rise at night is that dollar will continue to go up if we continue to operate the basics of our economy the way we're doing it. Today. But, but, but what, what do you think will be a... Yeah, so, so, so Aya, what do you think will be a fi- quick fix um in that regard i I definitely a lot of people would agree with uh, anyone who says that a lot of leakages happen as far as oil and gas is concerned a quick fix what can be done quickly to you cannot to stop this yeah unfortunately unfortunately you don't have quick fixes the only quick fix you can have or the the only relief you can have is if magically we can be producing two million barrels oil per day Remember that the cost of crude has increased in the international market, right? Mm. And we are not making gains from this. You know, we are one of the only countries, one of the few countries in the world, wherein when the prices of crude goes up in the international market, we are suffering locally, when we should be enjoying more revenue. So the only uh, 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 um, temporal relief that we can have is if we can magically begin to produce about 2 million barrels of oil per day. That way, we'll be able to have, you know, better reserves. Um, right. We'll be able to, 
we'll be able to defend our naira better if we choose to go down that route and we'll be able to relieve the pressure that the naira is currently under that is the quickest fix that we can have but in the mid to long term there are basic fundamental shifts that we need to have in our economy we can no longer be an import dependent economy um in a globalized world like we're currently living in we must begin to export value added products to the global community we must encourage export we must reduce the barriers um that make it difficult for our people to export we must stimulate local productivity in our economy to ensure that you know we can manufacture things and be competitive mm. in a global market and, and these are mid to, to long term things that we have to begin to work towards okay um, uh. if we're going to get out of this mess all right otherwise if you like go and round up all the bdc people in abuja and in lagos this naira will continue to fall okay we need to go on a break quickly ayo and um, i've got some other stories that we need to quickly trash out by the way we're streaming on x so if you want to join the conversation you can do that via x we're also streaming online lagostalks.com that is our official web page and you can join the conversation by calling the studio lines here 01515 let me go for this quick break and then when we come back, we would um, fling open the phone lines for you to join us in this conversation. This is 91.3. You're listening to State of the Nation. Okay, welcome back. You're listening to State of the Nation with Emmanuel Odeyemi. Ayo Adieu has been on standby helping us with um, the analysis this evening. By the way, go on X, LagosTalks.com. You can listen to us via our X space on LagosTalks.com right now. It is happening right now. Uh, do have to follow us so you can get um, updates uh, when we do this in the future. 542, the phone lines have been buzzing endlessly. I think it's time for us to give room to you to join the conversation. Okay, 809 uh, 0809-234-5913. A big shout out to Charles on X. That's um, at Chidozie. We acknowledge you. There's also uh, Nida B. Norb on X. And then we have Femi Williams. That's at uh, Anderson Engineer on X. And also we have um, uh, at K underscore unit underscore one. Thank you very much for joining uh, the conversation. Lekon also just joined us a few seconds ago. Uh, Calm Tona, that's your handle. Thank you very much indeed for joining. Uh, go on X, LagosTalks.com uh, or go on LagosTalks913, that's the handle on X to join the conversation. We have a few messages as well coming through on our WhatsApp platform. So we'll give room for that after we take this call. Hello? Hello. Yeah, my name is Billy. I'm coming from Lagos, Maryland. Okay, go ahead. Join the conversation. Okay, so you guys have been talking about dollar. I think we, you guys have not understand politicians and what they do, what they do in, in government. Let me talk about this. Um, we collecting money from um, POS. You know, we, when you collect money from POS, you mm-hmm. have to pay. If you are collecting. Of five thousand naira, 
Yeah. They have a particular amount they charge you. Yeah, yeah. Charge. And if, if they are collecting, if they are collecting more, they have a, a particular amount they charge you. This is what is happening with dollar too. So let me explain the issue of the dollar with you. CBN governor, all the past CBN governor knows what is happening mm. in, 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 with our Nera and dollar. They are benefiting from it. They choose not to do anything for to it. So let me explain the issue of dollar quickly, for you now. Quickly, in 10 seconds. Is 10 seconds. It's the fact that you will see a bookie going to the bank to go and collect dollar. Right? But you that you are buying something outside the country, even that's why we don't do production, that you can get a good rate from the bank. Bank will not sell to you. They will t- you will go to the Aboki to go and collect. So they will give to Aboki. Aboki will pay some charge. Then Aboki will now increase his own price. You, you can see this thing is not a rocket science. Okay. It's just a simple logic. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get some more calls through. We need to get more calls through. So sorry. Keep it brief. Uh, but thank you for nailing that uh, in short time. Onoa from Berger says something. Says, uh, good evening, State of the Nation. I've not listened to your program for a while now, though it's one of my favorites uh, with Ayo and Kolawali. What of Emmanuel? Well, Emmanuel is uh, somewhere around the corridors of power. I don't know what he's doing there. Uh, maybe he's giving us, he's, he's gathering some data that we can work with as far as far as this, as far as, as uh, this cost of living crisis thing is becoming something else. Uh, you are saying uh, my take is that when you have a country where the leadership is heavily corrupt. It will be difficult to implement fantastic policies. It will just be on paper or a one-sided victimization. We have seen now that nothing is working. But now in this country, except for politicians and their families. Onoha from Berger. Thank you very much. Kewalanski as well has said something. We'll take your thoughts after this break. We need to go on this one again. You're listening to 91.3. This is State of the Nation. Okay, welcome back. Time for us to maximize the limited time that we have. We've paid our bills, so let's get talking. You're listening to 91.3 Lagos Talks. The calls are coming through. Let's hear from you. 91.3, hello. Okay, hello. Uh, 015151913. So let's hear from uh, Kirilansky. He sent in the... A WhatsApp message says, uh, Firstly, as long as institutions remain weak, I tell you, no matter the constitutional reform, nothing will change. Has anything changed since the Freedom of Information Bill was passed? Do you even know the PIB that was passed into law is already being violated by the government agencies themselves? If the government is bigger, uh, that law, if you if you like, bring the best law from whatever country to support state or local government police. Nothing will change, even with uh, even with the way the police is now. If the police know I can get justice by going to court, they will have respect for me. But they know if push comes to shove, the our guy at the top will back them. Except I have video evidence. Uh, look, one thing you must know is that the political class like the police uh, the way it is because if they make it strong, they, the politicians, will lose their powers over them. I know now you know your real enemy. Uh, them asking for state police is not for you. 
know that and no peace. Okay, Kowalanski with that one. Quickly, let's take this call. Hopefully this connects. Hello. 91.3. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Good evening. Sounds like Malik. Is that you? Yeah, this is Malik speaking. Fantastic. Go I ahead. Good evening. I, since we don't have time, let me see. Go ahead, Malik. You never would watch. Yeah. You never would watch. How did they behave <coughs> at NSAS towards innocent citizens? I want to go to state police. Ayo, let me say this again. The NSA came to announce that we are making 1.8 barrel, I do whatever million, I don't know, 1. something million barrel, right? But later on news, it was 1.4. Who is stealing the 500? You and I don't have that vessel to carry those products. The government itself are not ready to work. For the dollar crisis you are having, <laughs> The same policy, people are chasing people, uh, the police to chase people then. Same thing, mm-hmm. I don't want to do. All right. I don't know what happened, I have to attack you. All right. All right, thank you very much. 0809-234-5913. I see uh, at uh, James BFR on our X space. Thank you very much. Uh, Jaye also just joined us at Femi, Femi on, at Femi Femi on X. Thank you very much as well. There's a... Uh, Chooks Nkeze as well, who has just joined us. Uh, keep the conversation flowing. Um, taking your comments as well. Nwosu Paul says, in all honesty, I love what's playing out in today's Nigeria. I just hope Nigerians, especially the poor, have learned their lessons. I still have this strong belief that if given 5K, these set of people will still vote along ethnic and religious lines in the next election. Okay. Um... Ayo, do you want to quickly chime into the conversation before I take the next call? Um, no, I mean, take, take the call and okay. we can round up. All let, right. Let our, people, let our people speak. All right. Okay. Join the conversation. This is State of the Nation. My name is Kola Wali. Ayo has been with me so far and it's been so good. This is where the conversation never stops. Let me check out uh, WhatsApp and see what we have. Oh, we have a call coming through. Hello. Hello. Yes, good morning. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually evening. Are you out of the country? Hello. Uh, say that again. Uh, it's evening in Nigeria, so I'm wondering if you're calling from outside home. Yes, I'm calling from the U.S. Okay, fantastic. So good uh, good morning to you, but good evening to Lagos. Yes, good evening from there. Thanks for picking my call. All right, quickly, um, go ahead. I just want to let... Uh, few voice to the conversation, you guys are happy back. So, um, my opinion is that we live in a time where we need to have a change of attitude. Things cannot remain the way it used to be. Things will never remain the way it used to be. There's a global recession. Even here in America, the prices of everything is so high. So, now, we Nigerians, we must share our appetite for foreign goods. It's not helping us. It has never helped us. It's not going to help us. We need to buy made in Nigerian goods. For those of us that live in abroad, we bring dollars in. For those living in Nigeria, they take dollars out. Why are we still talking about dollar, 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 dollar all the time? We buy made in Nigerian stuff when we come to Nigeria. Mm. Our people back home, when they come in abroad, they buy foreign goods. They want to wear Gucci, Louis Vuitton. They want to wear everything foreign. 
our dollars, our naira will never appreciate. We'll continue to have right. this kind of mindset. All right. The basic need of life that we have, they are all in Nigeria. Okay, Some all right. Some of them made in Nigerian car. Mm. All of us should stop buying your CDs to order all these cars. Tonight, made in Nigerian goods. Okay, With all, all right. this, we we'll don't you. need Thank you. We need... for dollars. Yeah, we need to take some more and calls all and some more messages. Cheese, all the bank all right. they are not helping the country. All right, thank, thank, thank you very much. Uh, we are just trying to take as many perspectives as possible. There's a call coming through on our WhatsApp platform. I'm trying to just keep tabs with every platform at this time. We love the engagements, nonetheless. Uh, nonetheless, there's got someone on X. Um, this is your business handle, okay? But you're saying, um, are you Adiochai? This man is too much. Exceptional, brilliant mind. Please, what is his handle? Are you? They're looking for you on X. What's your handle on on X? Akola. Uh, you want them to carry me? No, they're not carrying you. Don't worry. They're just trying to appreciate you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I, wanted, I wanted to quickly respond to the man who called in from America. Okay. Uh, while he's right, while we must encourage people to patronize local goods, if you looked at the numbers of people that actually buy Louis Vuitton and all of these things, they're actually a minority. Compared um, to... The, the people who buy these foreign luxury products are actually a minority in Nigeria. The reason why we continue to depend on importation, because many of the clothes, for instance, that people used to wear in Nigeria are second-hand clothes imported from abroad because it's cheaper bringing them in than producing them locally. That is why we must ensure that we do what we can to make local production cheaper, more efficient, so that the goods that are produced locally are cheaper than their alternatives coming from outside the country. In the United States, the Chinese and the Japanese cars are cheaper than the American variants or the German variants, isn't it? So we also need to make sure that we create a situation where what we're producing locally, as, as particularly essentials like food, clothes, um, you know, what else can you consider as essential? That they are cheaper to produce them locally than our imported substitutes. And that way, we can save a lot more currency, um, you know, save a lot more, you know, than uh, create more jobs locally than simply, you know, importing stuff into our country. So local productivity is actually key. And, and I'm a strong advocate for it, but we must make local production cheaper. But guess what, Kola? You can't make local production cheaper when you're spending a thousand hundred naira or a thousand two hundred naira per liter for diesel. You can't make production cheaper, um, you know, if electricity is not stable and affordable. You can't make production cheaper if infrastructure is broken across your country where it's difficult to move from production sites to the markets. Um, so these are the things that you have to consider to drop the price of produced of locally produced goods and to make them a lot more competitive and affordable for citizens. Mm. I was going to ask you because you mentioned the the automobile situation. I mean, the last caller also talked about it. Do, do you think uh, that production situation is what is affecting our automobile industry? A lot of people have lampooned the federal government officials. You know, regarding that, why are they not patronizing the locally made or locally uh, put together vehicles uh, and, and they're going for foreign 
alternatives? Yeah, I mean, um, because the locally produced vehicles are cheaper. In this case, um, if you compare, you know, the typical um, locally produced car, you know, the one in Lagos and the one in Anambra, you compare that with the SUVs coming from abroad, you see that you would have significant cost savings by buying the ones locally because they've somehow found a way to produce them um, cheaper. And this is largely because of the import duties imposed on cars that are coming into the country. Right. But guess what? And this is the disconnect you have in Nigeria. You impose high duties on cars coming in from outside the country so that you can encourage local production. But then you end up again going to buy more of these foreign cars. I mean, it's ludicrous. Okay, well, right. really- I, I, quickly, let, let, let's give um, the mic to... We have one of us who has joined us via our space on X. Go on, Lagos Talks 913. Femi has the mic. Femi, quickly, you want to chime in? You have uh, less than 30 seconds. Uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Go ahead, uh, quickly. Yeah, I think um, the situation right now, I think every one of us in Nigeria need to go practical. We need to bring one or two things to the table to support the government. In my own line of action, I think, probably, if the NYC department in Nigeria could be the department that will handle the agriculture in Nigeria, that will process food only, if I had the opportunity to speak to this president of this country, the NYC of the country should be the department that will handle all the agriculture. All right. All right. Thank you. production. Mm in nigeria all right thank you thank you we need to we need to wrap things up our time is fast spent femi on x we do appreciate you for joining the conversation you're listening to 91.3 lagos talks um your favorite lagos talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms simply search for lagos talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform lagos talks 91.3 join the conversation